Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to 2022. The future is here, and I am Simon Cardi. This is the IGN UK podcast. Dale Driver, what's the future like? Uh, bleak, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, future boy. The future Thanks is still looking at Simon Cardi on a beanbag in front of his wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant place to buy. Some people would pay, you know, maybe no two one pounds would pay. for that. Of two pounds. <laughs> That is, yeah, as much as it's... I don't even know how much a tube fare is these days. How much uh, what? The, a tube fare is. I just oh. pay it. I have oh. no idea how much just a single I've, tube fare is. I thought you said two pay. I, th- I, thought, you said a, I thought you said a tube pair. <laughs> <laughs> how much is a... Just like, yeah, if you want to get on the tube. I have no idea. Like three uh, pounds? Uh? It's about two pound twenty zone one to three, I reckon. Okay, then. Well, that's Not how sure. much it costs to see me on a beanbag. Joe, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I am, good. what, 20% fatter than Ooh, I was well, the good. last time you heard me. I've Holiday weight. A lot weeks. of turkey. Wow. Drank a lot there of boots. It was great. 20, 2022 does have sort of a sci-fi futuristic sound to it, doesn't it? It does. Am I, yeah. Matt? yeah, it does, you know. It feels like we're living in truly modern times. There's, uh, 100%, let's talk- there's 100% <laughs> 70s pulp sci-fi novels set in 2022. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Well, I mean, what, Blade Runner was, what, a couple of years ago? Like, we're yeah. part, we are post-Blade yeah. Runner. Hoverboards are old news at this point, mate. Exactly, on our way to 2049, uh, hopefully. Right, anyway, let's let's take a little look at the past. So, obviously, it's been a few weeks since we've recorded a podcast, and nothing really, a few new things came out over Christmas, but we're going to do a slightly different thing here, and we're going to talk about each of us have our top five things that we did over Christmas, our top five things we played, we watched, Um, you know, a lot of them might be films and TV, some of them might be games. I didn't put anything, I was going to be a little bit funny and be like, oh, my roast dinner might be at number four on Christmas Day. I didn't do that. (laughs) I was thinking of putting my my Boxing Day sandwich on there, but if... (laughs) <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you've already had your fill of that. Exactly. So, no, no, and no. may I remind you, last year's sandwich special, peak podcast stuff if you haven't gone back. If you're a new listener in the last year, last oh. year's Christmas Day episode, it's as good as it gets. If you want a taste you... of what our podcast isn't, <laughs> go, to, yeah. go to the sandwich special. You uh, you said top five. I don't. I, like, I, yeah. I, I changed the rules a little bit. Well, Joe suggested it in the morning meeting where going from five is bad. To one is oh, okay. Excellent. I've done the top five. I've done because I did. A, I watched a lot of film stuff, but I've just gone for the top five. I'm, I'm top saying five-ish. that. I'm looking at my list. I don't know if I'm consistent with that. It's very much five <laughs> is not good, and the, the so rest this is just are good. Five things. Five things. They four and did. one. I call oh, this four, four and four one. And one. <laughs> four for them. One for me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, well, when we go, uh, we'll we'll take turns. We'll go round round robin style. Uh, who who wants to who wants to go first? Who wants to kick things off with their fifth? You've, just to check, you've got dishonourable mentions on here as well. Are we oh doing yeah, that so afterwards? after yeah, after we've gone through our fives, just a chance to mention anything that didn't fit in cool. our top fives. They cool. can be good or bad that section. So that's why there's nothing bad on my top five. Whereas Dale is just hate filled. Yeah. No, it's, I promise it's not. 
Merry it's just Christmas. one thing. Maybe we should just start with that one thing and get it out of the way. Okay, you and start with the ho- whatever terrible thing you did. The last time that you two were on a podcast together, let's just continue that conversation. No, we're not. And talk I'm about not, the no, Matrix. I said I'm never talking about this thing again. I am not saying anything about this. You can you can talk about this film. So, oh, do we have to preface this with spoilers? No. Uh, if we wanted to get into it, like, well, it yes. depends how much I you're going to get no, into I don't, it. I don't want to get into it. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you're really cautious, skip ahead like five minutes. Mm. But I'm going to be loose with it, I think. Try not to spoil anything. Get loose. Things. Get loose. I have seen The Matrix twice now, which. Mad. The Matrix Resurrections. I, yes. Not, no, okay. sorry. Uh, re- yeah, Resurrections. Yeah. Re- yeah. Um, and I didn't like it, but I've seen it twice. <laughs> And that is curious to me why I, like, I felt the urge as soon as I saw it, I needed to watch it again. Mm. And I think the main thing, main problem I had with it is a lot of it didn't make sense, but I felt like I was being stupid, like I was missing stuff. And then watching it back a second time, I realised, no, I wasn't. That's, <laughs> it's just badly put together. But isn't that exactly the same as Revolutions? Like, do you remember when everyone was like, oh, I don't really get the ending. I feel like I've missed some big, like philosophical point here and then you went back you're like oh no it's just shit yeah like it's just really bad but it's not it's not even like missing subtext or anything like that it's literally like Mm -hmm. and now this is a minor minor spoiler the agent smith stuff makes no sense whatsoever like Mm -hmm. why is he a character and i needed to watch that scene again you know you know what scene i'm talking Mm -hmm. about with the merovingian as well And just so I could listen to what they were saying again, so I could try and work this out. Yeah. And it's like, so I mean, no like we, I'm sure there's there are lots of people that genuinely love this film, and yeah. I'm assuming there's people that listen to this podcast that genuinely love this film. And you know, all, all power to you if you there's enjoy, it, you enjoy genuine, it. There's people I respect who love this. Film, yeah, which I mean, I wasn't it's yeah, <laughs> and ultimately, at the end of the day, I would prefer to watch something like that. Yeah. I prefer to have yeah, films yeah, yeah. that, in some people's minds, are a nine, and some people's minds are a four, than just. Seas of six out of ten films. Yeah. So. It, it is mad how this one is like the Twitter universe specifically have like fallen. Mm. You fall on one side of the argument with this film. There doesn't yeah. seem to be any middle in thoughts. I weird. guess mine's probably the closest to a middle in thought. Who was like, intrigued enough I to watch can, it twice? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it is a very weird film to talk about because normally I can. Like when they're saying like that's very divisive, and I fall on one side of it, I can see the argument on the other side. But I genuinely do struggle when people say this is brilliant. I I struggle to see what they are seeing, even if they describe it to me. It's a weird, weird sensation. This film was like, yeah. Take away all the you know the core story beats of it. Still, the action is not that good, oh, which you expect awful. in a Matrix no. film. And Keanu Reeves is abysmal in this film he, as well. He, he is. He is poor. Um, but yeah, no, I've seen also the argument that the whole point of the film is the action's not very good. I was like, but that, <laughs> what? to yeah, me, not that's not that. what I want. I'm not having that. No. <laughs> that's absolute bollocks. Anyone who's coming out with that argument is, that's the reach that I will not accept. It's not meant yeah. to have bad action. You're not, like, if it was meant to have bad action, you'd have people like falling over and doing slapstick. Cause mm. I've seen people being like, oh, it's meant to be a comedy. Like, yeah. there is, there's a, there's a meta comedy at work here. If that was mm. true, you'd have like, wires in shots and like choreographers mm. wandering in to change stuff mm-hmm. i'm not having that you're meant to watch Marengue. this yeah i'm not having <laughs> yeah. that you're meant to watch the scene where they do the exact subway fight from the first film and you go oh wow isn't it interesting that they made that really good fight rubbish <laughs> i do <laughs> now a... want the garth Marenghi version yeah of this, yeah so. that would be good actually i guess that was another big problem of mine the fact that it was you know like 
a parody of itself and, and like retreading the same ground. And I don't norm, like, I don't always have a problem with that. I think Force Awakens is a fantastic film. Yeah. And that is essentially a retread, right? Mm. But this one, I did, I, I did a tweet where I said, it's like, considering the Matrix is Scream, this is scary movie. It feels like the parody, but like, Oh, so but scary movies actually a good parody of screen yeah. but it's <laughs> like, the same film but yeah, 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 played yeah. for laughs mm. but they, they were specifically going for laughs I, mean, where this I know one that was you not. didn't you when you first watched it anyway said you didn't quite dislike it maybe as much as me and joe no. did like we we kind of laid into it quite a bit but you know i think it's feelings. i think <laughs> the thing there is i found it like i really despite what people think of the original trilogy i still quite enjoy the trilogy as a whole and with the story mm. it's trying to tell i think it's very poorly done in places and clumsy in places but i still enjoy that world and that those ideas so i was really happy to see more of that and part of like nostalgia sort of kept me going for a lot of it and i do think it is an engaging film and like easy to watch Mm -hmm. but it's a mess as well it's just yeah i think the hearing you guys talk about it beforehand lowered my expectations Mm -hmm. enough that i could enjoy it a bit more i think Mm -hmm. that's where i stand really it's like a five out of ten for me i think okay there we go. It's yeah. It's. I'm glad it exists, even if I do think it's actively quite bad. But yeah. There you go. That that's the matrix for you. Um, and, and that's the negative stuff done for now. There okay. we go. There we go. Joe, what's your number five? Uh, now you're gonna. Th- uh, there are gonna be some people, and I reckon Dale's gonna be one of them, who are gonna react to this like it's boring, but it's not. <laughs> My number five was painstakingly organizing my gg app which is letterboxd for games uh okay. there you go. it's a, a meta game of sorts a really nice time being alone on christmas eve <laughs> and going through my entire switch library and logging every single game i've played and what score i'd give it and whether i've finished it or completely finished it or whether i abandoned it and just got it all logged and nice and in place and it felt like I've i was thinking 15 again and so, doing it for, uh, on iTunes, like I used to categorize I've every been, single thing on my I've iTunes. I've been thinking library. of doing this myself because I do. I have my letterbox list for films. I'm thinking, do you know what? As someone who loves lists as much as I do, oh. I really should have a GG app account. And I don't, and I, I, sh- I really might go through that because every now and then I do think, like when we have talked about games, like, oh yeah, I'd give that game an eight. It's like mm. if I had it logged, I could just look it up and be like, do you know what? Yeah, I, I actually said I'd give it a seven, so I'm yeah. a liar. <laughs> um, but but like, genuinely, I found it. Uh, I found it oddly like nostalgic going through because you can basically load up. Obviously, we get sent mm-hmm. a lot of codes and stuff, so I've got a lot of things I've barely touched. But just logging it and going right, this is going into want to play. This is going into never play. Like and just mm-hmm. you know, I've now got like three hundred, four hundred entries of games. I haven't even done PlayStation and Xbox last gen. Never mind my entire oh. gaming history. And it's like, oh, it's really satisfying to do. Mm. I genuinely mm-hmm. recommend everyone uses the GG app because I really want the guy to make lots more money, put all his time into it and give it better features because it's not quite fully featured mm-hmm. yet. It's not as slick as Letterboxd, but it is very good. And I think do it's a you, great um, service. When you rate things on GG, is it like, uh, is it out of 10 or is it it's five, five stars? It's five stars with half stars. So it's out of 10. Mm. Oh, okay, so it's out of 10. But you kind cool. of, I find myself erring more towards stars if you see what i mean mm-hmm. and then trying to give half stars to differentiate between like yeah. i use them more as like oh i think this is better than this three star 
So it's three and a half weird, type thing. It's always the weird correlation, isn't it? Because like in your head, like if you say something seven out of ten, people are like, ah, oh, it's good. Yeah. That is four stars. And if you see a four star film, like, oh, I'm definitely going to go see that. No, four stars is good. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Well, then that's the yeah. I guess that's the problem. Is it's like, like the maths, you know, equivalent. Is, yeah. yeah but it's weird. Got to, got to say, Joe, I'm, I'm conflicted here. Um, like. <laughs> You, with this idea, you said I would find this idea boring, but you should know that I'm a man who loves ticking boxes. And oh, I know you love organisation. I just didn't think you'd consider it a worthy Christmas activity. Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm well into stuff like that. What I would mean to is um, posting all your lists for the world to see. Oh, I'm I not. Po- I don't that. post my list now. If people want to follow me on there and make me look like an important GG influencer, that's absolutely that's fine. Different. That's there's different. nothing wrong with posting lists because some oh, people is, look mate. towards some people. For for guidance or opinion, they're like, you know what? I like what you said. Are you saying game. people Maybe look I'll to like you for guidance? I know, right? I'm not saying you're me. These words, you're going saying me. Are you going back one on us? I'm just <laughs> saying, like, if I see a film critic I enjoy, give their top five films of the year, and there's a couple I haven't seen, and they're a critic I like, I'm going to go watch those films. That is, fair. That is a fair point, yeah. yeah fair enough. And if, someone, if one person in the world Here considers me that, yeah, I'll accept it. I was waiting go. for the um, and. <laughs> and I will do it as frequently as i want to oh, yeah uh, um, but i i think i genuinely am gonna open an account there you've you've i don't know if you got paid to say that joe but you've just earned 25p or whatever i, do, I didn't i just really like it um i evangelize gg i think it's good mm. there we go i will give it a look my number five is going to be the witcher season two oh that's on my honorable mentions so i'm happy Ooh, to discuss there we go. um i liked the first the first season of witcher i liked i was up and down with it i thought it was okay mm. i didn't like how it ended i thought the whole timeline mechanic thing they were doing with it was just abysmal and just made it messy yeah i didn't like half the characters so to say i liked the first season maybe a bit bit strong it was okay i got through it season two i enjoyed quite a bit more i still think it's a seven out of ten show yeah. like it's it's good I'm not dying for more, but I enjoyed my time with it. They kind of just, in this series, it just seemed a lot more focused, which I enjoyed. and But still a little bit too all over the place. Like, for a show where sometimes there seems to be massive exposition dumps, I feel like they're exposition about the wrong things. Like, the <laughs> things that, like, I don't care about. Like, there's the whole, like... I'm not going to spoil that, sorry, but there's like the whole big antagonist of this series. They kind of briefly intro at one point. You forget about them for several episodes and then they rear their head again. Mm. I'm just like, I've completely forgotten that this was supposedly the main plot line of this season, really, because it goes in one way and you're like, you forget about that person. Then it's really all about this one character. Kind of like season one for me. Season two, again, shows that most of the time The Witcher would be better if it was a Monster of the Week show. Like, the first three episodes are essentially self-contained plots. That That first episode's brilliant. Yeah, they move, like, they move the arc along, piece by piece, each episode. But they are, you know, here's a quest, we've done the quest. Here is a quest, we've done the quest. And then it goes, after episode three, it's like, and now here's the rest of The Witcher season where we do one thing. I'm bored of prophecy stories, frankly. And, um, but and and I know you have to have a myth arc or whatever, but it does feel like a lot of shows have forgotten how to do one-off episodes, <laughs> and they're obsessed with arcs. And you're exactly. like, well, yeah. I would much prefer the old X Files way of just every every now and then we're just like, oh, by the way, this week Geralt's fighting a mm-hmm. crocodile man, and he'll be yeah. back to do something <laughs> important later. 
Like, that would be much better for I was me. just thinking that when you said about Monster of the Week. I was like, do we even get shows like that anymore? I feel really. like we don't. Like, mm, only... No. only Maybe this is overgeneralizing. Like and I'm not Doctor thinking about Who it. kind of still does. Doctor That's Who and like crime shows because always they're you know yeah. they're often case by case. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really yeah. get like fan. You don't get genre stuff as much. <laughs> like horror anthology is kind of a different thing because it's mm-hmm. different characters but most of this, the time. That is kind of what this show should be. And I was talking actually about this with Matt at lunch. It's like the show is is best in those first episode, that first episode or two where it actually feels much more like the game it feels mm. much more like Wild Hunt we're talking about like the whole beauty of that game is like the whole overall story is fine but it's those little stories along the way that make that game so good like the Baron story or like the crones in the book like they're the good stuff and it's like, why people love Geralt is because you get mm. to know him through him doing lots of things rather than you yeah. get to know him because he's on one singular quest and yeah. when it and I understand the format of TV and limited episode runs, blah blah blah. But I don't know. There's just it feels like big opportunity missed to me that they've just got into the series storyline so quickly. And you're like, yeah. Oh, so we don't get to spend any time with just Geralt being a Witcher. Like witches <laughs> themselves don't really seem like the big point of this show. Um, They're not. It's very odd. And. Like it's it's at its best when it's morally grey and he has to make those decisions. Like in the first episode, there's a decision towards the end where you find out like either way is a like it's not a great choice to make mm. and it's just quite grim and that's when it's good. Like I will say I didn't really like she doesn't have really anything to do in the first season, she's just there as a plot device. But Siri in this I enjoyed her more in this season. Like I thought she had more to do and it's actually a bit more likable. I still don't get on with this version of Yennefer. It's not I, not for me particularly but mm. yeah it's what they do with siri i right towards the end of the season i didn't really enjoy it but like yeah they're just kind of obsessed with this and i think they already talked about it like this seven season arc they've got in mind it's like can we just make individually good episodes yeah. <laughs> mad but there we go i i enjoyed it i just didn't i'm just hoping if they can steadily improve of each season maybe maybe mm. we'll get there but yeah that's my number five dale yes that you liked uh, yeah, so um, this is a film I kind of avoided watching, um, not for any real reason. I, well, there's some legacy reasons that I'll get to in a minute, but it's June anyway. Mm. Uh, so I finally got around to watching it over Christmas, not in the biggest screen possible, I'm afraid. Just a pretty big screen in my living room. <laughs> but, you know, I've got, I've got a pretty good sound system in there. It's, it sounded good. spectacular. Um, I guess, yeah, the legacy reason for avoiding watching it is my dad loved the Lynch film when I was a kid and it was on all the time. It was like one of those films that was on all the time. That's, Maverick Dad. I, I absolutely love that as a film that's on all the time. Yeah. What, what a bonkers <laughs> thing to just I know, have right? in your life. It was that and Star Trek my dad had on all the time. So, and I have <laughs> the same feeling towards Star Trek. I grew to despise them because I wanted to watch The Simpsons or something. And right, then right, these right. films are on. Yeah. So like I actively avoided it. But I think it was the power of like Denny Villeneuve and how much like I like his stuff mm. that I thought, mm-hmm. right, I do have to give this a shot. And yeah, it was fantastic. I thought like it was such a visual spectacle, such mm-hmm. fantastic scene setting and performances. Yes. The ending is a bit flat, I guess, for somebody who didn't really know the story going in, but understandable as well, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish that they'd shot both parts mm. uh, like, and then put them out yeah. like, you know, six months apart or something like that supposedly it's only two years to wait we'll see about that but they've, they've said uh yeah winter 2023 i personally i'm again we're not going to spoil jinx i imagine a lot of people still waiting mm-hmm. to watch it at home but like just not going to spoil the ending but i quite like 
the way it handles the ending. Like okay. I think so many films, including some very good ones that have come out recently, end in like massive fights and massive like just like CGI heavy moments. So you're just trying to struggle to see what's going sure. on. Whereas this kind of ends on a different note, which I quite liked. I didn't personally. dislike the set piece where it ended. Mm. Um, I guess it was more the the character arc. It didn't feel like a self contained. Mm-hmm. So you know when you That's watch fair. first Star Wars and you know it's very contained yeah. and like what the, the hero's path. Mm-hmm. Um, this one it was very obvious. Well, I mean it starts off by saying June Part One, like so yeah, yeah. you know what you're getting immediately. But all the music is, and the score oh, is is good in that, isn't in- it? Incredible! Like it yeah. sounds and looks phenomenal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know I'm very like late to the party on this, but like, yeah, I wanted yeah, to just mention it, just how, saying how fantastic I thought for someone who wasn't interested at all as well. So it's grim as well. Yeah, like, grim. I love for it. For balance, I think the last third's really boring, and I've only <laughs> continued to feel that. <laughs> we'll uh, do the double bill in a couple of years, and we'll. I'll you know, like it way more it then. Maybe I still think that who bit knows? will be a real lag. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, is it me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good. Um, we talked about Spider-Man No Way Home on this, didn't we? We haven't, have we not? All right. I, I just, re- I just remembered that I have not Ooh, good. put it on my list. I'm going to take out one. For of mine me, it was before. I watched that. it before Christmas. So. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I watched it after we'd broken up for Christmas. So I think it counts. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not going to spoil this. Right? Well, Absolutely I was going to say, no, should no. we? Should we not no, do spoiler I don't think chat? Because there's people that still haven't seen it. Our own Matthew still hasn't seen that it. That is true. So, yeah. That is true. Suffice it to say. I thought it was absolutely brilliant um, mm-hmm. and for me deals with a lot of the same problems that the Matrix Resurrections was having to deal with in a lot more elegant and enjoyable ways. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like, I, I don't I don't understand how people don't think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man at oh, this yeah. point. Like he's just sure. so he's fantastic in that role and such a perfect, mm-hmm. like, they've. I, I think, this like weird mini trilogy they've managed to create within the con- within like the fabric of the MCU. Like watching this teenager grow mm-hmm. up has been super super satisfying. And like I think Tom Hall- Holland's like subtly acted it really well. I think a lot of people kind of you know see him for his athletic abilities and that kind of thing. I think he's actually like a really he oh, acts he is that role so well. He's, he's crying. He's, he's so good at crying. crying. Um, he's got a great cry yeah i will say i i also thought this film was fantastic i really enjoyed it i do think there's maybe one or two too many lines of fan service for me Mm -hmm. but i think that's also colored by how i saw it which was i saw it at the media screening in london in less square which was just three quarters just fans like like hardcore marvel fans basically and whenever this must happened literally about 18 times during the film whenever anything nodding happened people whooped and cheered and clapped i was like i do not want this in a cinema (laughs) so please and that was what was making me i think that was what annoyed me more than the actual contents of what was happening in the film Mm. is more people's ridiculous reactions what was mad to me is i saw it a few days after release in a cinema in Coventry and I didn't <laughs> expect whooping and hollering and clapping and stuff to be going on there as well. I expected that to be, a, I thought it'd be a very much a London sort of premiere <laughs> sort of situation, but yeah, mate, they were going crazy for it. But I also, I think I'm with you, Caddy, maybe even a little bit more where I think it is kind of fan service, the movie and I, but it's probably the most fun I've ever had with a film mm-hmm. like that. Mm, I think yeah. if it was anything else, I would have liked it less, yeah. but because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a, 
problem for me for the whole film. It was just one or two lines where I was like, that is almost to the point of becoming meta. And I was like, mate, there's one bit. I'm not going to say what it is, but they reference a meme. And I was like, this is, (laughs) this is mad. Like imagine not knowing what this stuff is. So interestingly as well, when you mentioned about the trilogy, um, I think I, I can't even remember what spurred it on, but we were at home and my wife just randomly asked me which one's the best Spider-Man film. Cause I think they were all over Netflix and Amazon. Oh, yeah, recently. Yeah. And I said, personally, I still think this, I still think homecoming is the best one. Me too. Like, it's my, it's my favorite. Um, so she's like, Oh, I'll watch it with you. And I was like, brilliant. We watched it together. She absolutely loved it. Immediately. She's like, what's the next one? Let's put it on. But then I realized something very quickly is like, there needs to be a lot of context in between each film. Mm, I needed oh, to tell her about the snap. Yeah, far from totally home, yeah, <laughs> yeah, far from home beforehand is, uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, lot, I, a lot of business. I feel like I'm, I didn't realize there was so much dislike for, for Far From Home. I really, really? like Far oh, From Home. I, I, pref- I prefer Far From Home to Homecoming. Like, I saw when this thing, like, everyone was like, oh, and the dip it took with Far From Home. I was like, was that at the time before everyone no, thought it was great? I yeah, love I, Mysterio and all that. Like, we watched it recently. Yeah. It was fantastic. Like I said, my wife really enjoyed it, even though she had no context for Avengers stuff or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I filled her in very quickly, but it's yeah. so well self-contained. And also, I think the thing that makes uh, No Way Home really special for me is... It's just that relationship between MJ, Peter, and Ned, mm-hmm. right? The three mm-hmm. of them together is the core of that trilogy. And that's what that makes it so feel good. like a trilogy. Because if you took kind of took that out of it, then it's like Marvel spectacular all yeah. over the place, right? I mean, but, yeah, talking about Tom Holland being the best Spider-Man, Zendaya is by a mile the best MJ. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. Like, the other thing, the, there's one decision with Ned in No Way Home. <laughs> like a character oh, yeah. decision. I, I think I, know I, think I yeah, dislike yeah. that decision. The, I, that is my least favourite conf- thing yeah, about movie. Yeah. But the fact that it's the, the fact that it's him doing it, yeah, I'm mm. like, ah, you scamps, you can have it. Like, I think again, like you said, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, just fuck off. This is yeah. so stupid. But because at that point, I'm so invested in those three, I'm yeah. just like, nah, fine, go for it. Why? I'm not? now like, I was getting a little bit of the Marvel fatigue that people are talking about. I I enjoyed Hawkeye. I really enjoyed Spider-Man and now yeah I can't wait for Doctor Strange. I think I'm back. My my I'm getting more excited again for what's coming. It's going to be nice. a, there's a break yeah. now as well. Like that is good. There's yeah. yes. nothing until Doctor Strange and it's like yes, let's just be excited for a Marvel film like we used to be without having a, a thousand yeah, distractions like in between. 4 months be, off. <laughs> yeah. Be pleasant. I did watch Hawkeye actually but I found it to be a bit dull. To be honest, I found it a little bit of a slog in places. But I think that is down to Marvel fatigue. Mm. Also I'd just seen spider-man just before i decided to watch it all so it couldn't like compare mm. like in terms of bombast and spectacle mm. you it's, know it's a very different proposition isn't yeah. it yeah um great i forgot to put spider-man on mine but then again yeah like i said i watched it before christmas so you know who cares um number four i've put professor layton and pandora's box <laughs> yeah. so i i had the recent urge to just crack my 3ds out mm. i haven't played the 3ds in years like Probably at least five years. Touch what the model have you got? I have got. I've got it here. I I couldn't tell you. Oh, the XL. Oh, lovely. I've got the blue XL. It definitely says more about me than you. But when you said crack my 3DS out, I definitely read that as a euphemism for a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's more. I, I say I had the urge to play the 3DS. I just had the urge to play some Professor Layton, which mm. 
like around Christmas time, I just wanted a, some games I could just lay on the sofa with and not really have to concentrate too hard and just do loads and loads of little puzzles. If you don't know what the Professor Layton games are, maybe they pass you by. There are about six of them, I think, on 3DS and DS. Um, just like by level five, just lots of like hundreds of puzzles mm-hmm. with a connected, like you play as Professor Layton, who's kind of more of a detective than he is a professor. He's a professor of detecting, um, amateur archaeologist type man um, with a top hat and a little boy as a psychic, which is never really explained. Um, a lot of shade but- at Professor Layton here, mate. I'm not. He's, he's a lovely man. He's a very clever man. Um, and they always have these, like, yeah, big mysteries with mad twists. But they're very good games. And, yeah, I just, I think I might replay them all. I'm starting with Pandora's Box. But the reason this is only at number four is because it's made me feel three really... three other latent games are the other ones on your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a, we're late until the, till home now. Um, but... <laughs> Um, no, it's just made me feel really stupid. I, I remember playing <laughs> these games before and not finding them hard. They're pretty every tough. Every other puzzle. Yeah, every other puzzle at the moment, I'm like, I don't know how to... I've got no hints. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, And I do think some of them are genuinely good puzzles, but I do think some of them are badly worded and badly mm. written. I don't oh. know if that's because they are originally Japanese. I don't know if there's like something in the translation. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking too far into that. But some of them are worded in a way which you like i i've had to look up the i'll admit i've had to look up the answers for a couple i've been like i would never the the way that's worded it would never Mm. have crossed my mind to think like that and there are like one too many like trick questions where it's just like oh well you're not really asking me a question here are you just trying to make me stop blaming the game um but the one the bad (laughs) the best thing even about the pandora's box one is that there's this mini game in that one where you have a hamster (laughs) um and he's basically this chef on the train gives you this hamster to look after but he's a very overweight hamster so there's this mini game to collect toys to make him exercise to try and get this this hamster's fitness level up love it (laughs) and it's a bizarre thing in this game because like it's a 2d game but this is the only section of the game that's in fully rendered 3D. Yeah, this hamster <laughs> runs around. Invested all their resources into yeah, this one level. Towards like <laughs> apples and stuff. It's it's so bizarre, but it's just it's just such a good like Christmassy game, I think, just to like relax with and get annoyed at your own brain. Slight yeah. diversion, because I, so I played this just after the Christmas break, so it didn't make my list. Have you played yeah. Tangle Tower? No. Uh, I think I started, I think I played a little bit of it. I don't it's, think I got very far. It's like... It's a very good Leighton successor. I just finished it mm-hmm. like two days ago, and it's like um, it's a you were a detective trying to solve a murder in a single house. Every room in that house has clues to find and people to interrogate, and you like do that. But then it has Leighton style puzzles you have to complete to get oh, nice. into certain items. Um, mm-hmm. I will warn you, it's got a shocking ending. Like not shocking oh. as in a big shock. It's bad. It's a really oh. bad ending. <laughs> um, and when it when I came across it, it was like, oh, I've got i saw so much praise for the game when it came out i was like i've i must have missed something i must have got like the bad ending or something so i went and looked it up and mm-hmm. everyone's like i love this game but what is that ending <laughs> but um but yeah like for the six hours before that you will have an absolutely lovely time if you're after late any type stuff i would recommend i will it. definitely revisit i'm sure i started that maybe it was something else it's also but, um, beautifully animated like really good 2d animation it's cool there we go that's my number four. Uh, Dale, what's at three? <clears throat> okay. 
So this came, I swapped it at the last second because this Ooh. came into my mind when we were talking about Monster of the Week shows. And I promised I was going to sound wrong when I tell you what the show is. But it's the, <laughs> the new season of Queer Eye. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's definitely not Monster a Monster of the, of the Week. week. <laughs> but in some ways. That would, be a, that would be a very cruel name for the Queer Eye setup. Yeah. Um, I love Queer Eye. I think it's a fantastic show. But they mm-hmm. just released a new season. And me and my wife blasted through it in like two days. Mm. And I don't think I've... I don't remember the last time I've cried at a television show more than this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I wasn't expecting this. Here we go. Let's, it's, let's it just pulls at me every time. It's like mm-hmm. they have this special ability to find these people <laughs> and, and, and just really shout at them and call them monsters. Ring <laughs> them for all the tears that they can get. But it's such a like, it's one of the most heartwarming shows on television, I think. And mm-hmm. it's like just a fantastic watch. And um, yes. Made me cry. Lots. I've only ever seen the odd episode. I've maybe only seen like three or four. Um, Honestly, like, I would say like you should watch them all. But the most recent season is definitely they've definitely upped how much mm-hmm. how the emotion in these. Is, there, oh, is really? there a theme to this mm-hmm. one, or is it just uh, the theme doing is it's Texas? That's the theme. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. they're just all based in Austin, Texas, or around that area, and they go from there's a guy who is who. Um, He's like a farmer for cows for meat. They he grows like make wagyu meat, and like he's the most like cowboy guy you've ever seen. Like doesn't even wash or shower or anything like that. And the transformation is in, always incredible. It's yeah, it's very it's, it's a fantastic show. But yeah, the tears they come a flowing. Oh, there we go. <laughs> a little emotional midpoint to the episode here. That was that was lovely. so. I just I, I did have um, King Richard in there, which I mm. watched over Christmas. But I realised I haven't really got much to say, otherwise I really enjoyed it and it was a fantastic Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, That's not well, on streaming yet, honourable mention. Um, uh, it came I, out in the cinema like about a month ago. So yeah. I think I it was a HBO Max deal in America, but mm. over here not so... Quite um, excited about that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't check that out. Uh, an early honourable mention there from Dale Sneak. <laughs> Naughty. Uh, what was your number three, Joe? Green Knight. The mm. Dev oh, Patel. Uh, yeah, go on like arduous and beautiful movie i genuinely yeah. do you remember when this first came out and everyone was like this looks like dark souls the movie <laughs> it's not that is yeah. it i think it's not I that at when, all. when it came on i uh when it came out i talked about a podcast saying don't expect an action film this is a mm. this is a slow like yeah medieval fairy tale basically it's really really strange and i can understand why people would be turned off by it but i had such a good time and like yeah it's just dev patel's fucking amazing like <laughs> so good I saw him in, um, you know, the personal history of David Copperfield, the Armando Iannucci yes. movie. Yeah. Like, I really didn't like that movie very much, but I came out of it being like, Dev Patel is a fucking movie star. Like, that man can make can do so many emotions. How does he have so many emotions in his face just by just waiting? Um, and yeah, like, he completely sells this character that in so many people's hands would just be either stupid or unlikable or like you would just he's it's such a hard character to get right and somehow you come out like kind of loving him despite knowing he's like a real piece of shit um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's just like a really cool interesting movie i love the way it's structured into little fairy tale titled chapters Mm -hmm. and there's one shot where he's tied up and it does this one Th- uh, well, what's two times three sixty? Like seven twenty spin of a camera and changes as it does it. And I thought it was fucking incredible. Um, it's so good. It's, oh, it's, there's just some amazing shots in it. It's, it's gorgeous, a beautiful film. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, I really love it. It's got some great people in it as well. You've got uh, obviously Finchie as the Green Knight, mm-hmm. Harry Keegan as being his little naughty little self in a film. I didn't recognise um, him for ages because he seemed so little. Like <laughs> I don't know why he seemed so particularly little in this film, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Edgerton. I love that film. Yep, oh. fantastic. Um, what's the name of the actress? I've completely forgotten her name. She was in everything about three years ago. Michael Fassbender's. Uh, Partner, what's her name? I, it's really annoying me. Uh, you've, made, you've made me look like a dickhead as well, Cardi. No, what's her name? I'm, I'm gonna Swedish. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm searching it because I've got a f- Alicia Vikander. Vikander. Right, I was getting confused with um, Vasikovska, who emerged <laughs> around the same time. Yep. Um, um, Vikander's great. Yeah, it's a very good film. Two mm. roles. <laughs> always crazy. Uh, um, yeah, just some yeah. really good stuff in there. Like you said, not a film maybe for everyone, but if it if you if it hits if it, you, I think. But if it, it is for you, oh, yeah, it's for you. yeah, it's oh, good yeah, stuff. It was for me. Um, number three, I've got the TV show Yellow Jackets, which I don't think many people over here have watched. <laughs> right, um, I've, this has just happened out of nowhere. Everyone yeah. started talking about Yellow Jackets and <laughs> Yellowstone. Like I'd never heard of <laughs> oh, Yellowstone. It's on so, season four and has a spin-off. What? Like Yellowstone's the most watched TV show in America, yeah. I believe. What the fuck it's, is Yellowstone? Where's it? You come just can't from? watch over here. It's yeah. It's I don't think it's for me. Is um is it by is it Taylor or Tyler Sheridan? He make he like he's like yeah. Suddenly this big TV mogul like creator in um America. But yeah, I haven't watched any Yellowstone. But Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I have watched. Uh, there's actually season one hasn't finished yet. There's still two more episodes, but. I think everyone would like this show. It's on Now TV over mm. here in the UK. It's Showtime, I think, in America. But Dale, I think the premise of this show may, uh, for Go obvious on. reasons, may um, yeah. take your fancy. Pitch it. If I say, so like, the premise of this show is, in 1996, there's this girls' high school football team. And they're, okay. <laughs> that's not the no, bit. I was going to say, what, Dale you buy it? He loves um, athletes. Basically, I hate basketball. <laughs> they're traveling. They're traveling to Seattle for this national football tournament. But while they're flying over Canada, the plane crashes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> <I'm> in. <laughs> um, basically, the plane crashes in the wilderness, and basically, the team members from this girls' football team have to survive in this wilderness for eighteen to nineteen months, and. You know from the very start of this program that not all of them are going to survive. Not all of them are going to come out. But the twist of this program is that it switches between, much like Lost kind of does, switches between 1996 and 2021. Nice. So you're, you've also got the perspective of the modern day survivors. And something obviously weird is happening in modern day. There's this big mystery to uncover. There are big Lost vibes. Yeah, but it, it sounds like season got, four specifically of Lost. It sounds yeah, like that. But it's also kind of got <laughs> a lot more kind of there's some lord of the flies there because obviously children yeah. trying to survive but it's al- it's also got quite a bit of it it's got quite a bit of horror in it at times and okay. it really is very very good it's got like a great cast as well it's got like juliette lewis and christina ritchie who plays some of the older versions of the teenagers mm. it's got i think leia purnell who played um jinx in arcane she was the voice of oh, jinx yeah. like she's very good it's just really it's a really good mystery i don't know really what's going on there's still two episodes left of the first season and it's got loads of really good 90s music as well wait did so, you say yellow jacket yeah yellow jackets oh yeah. okay I was, I was confused there because there's a 2017 film called yellow jacket 
which no, is about no, black ops recruits. Yeah, it's definitely not that. <laughs> it's it's like, this is like the same thing. It's all on now TV. Um, eight episodes are out at the moment. There's still two more episodes to go. Um, but yeah, I, I would thoroughly recommend this show oh, to I'm anyone. Check this out. Who, uh, I'm up for it. If you like a good mystery, it's also got bits where it's kind of also the first episode is kind of like a high school teen film, but switching like there's some. I'm, I'm not going to reveal what happens yeah. at points, obviously, but yeah, it's got a really good tone to it. Nice. So, yeah, Yellow Jackets. Go check check out. it out. Um, it could end on a dud. So, knows, <laughs> well, so far, yeah. it's very good. That's <laughs> the roll of the dice every time you invest in one of these TV shows, isn't it? But you know, yeah. Uh, Dale, what's number yeah. two? So this is something, um, Joe. I'm not sure if you've listened to it as well. Listened. That's the cue. Mm. Uh, so it's the Always Sunny podcast. Oh yes, I've been listening to the yes. Always Sunny podcast. So I think it. Rory, I think either you or Rory mentioned it to me when we did our Prestige show. It was Rory. Uh, yeah, he yeah. just started listening, and I had no idea that there was even a podcast. So I downloaded a bunch of episodes and then immediately just binged all the episodes in like two days. Mm. Like just couldn't stop listening to it because I think what excited me the most about listening to it compared to other, you, you know, there's lots of podcasts out there where it's got cats from TV shows and they're rewatching old episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to the office ladies for a while. Um, mm. The ones talking about the U S office, but I kind of switched off of it because it just, it was just them recounting the episodes and I wasn't interested in that. What I really like about the Always Sunny one is they just use the episode as a jumping off point to yeah. talk about things that were going on in their life around that period. And they go on mad detours just talking about their thoughts and philosophies about like how to park in Los Angeles. Yeah, There's one really, episode. They've got like, they've got this vibe of, they kind of get, I think they get podcasting in a way that they wouldn't necessarily admit to, or maybe they're yeah. just good at chatting amongst one another, but they've got that ability to like be telling a story and then kind of go like, oh, we're just going to riff on this one yes. side thing for about 10 minutes. And you're like, yeah, I'm totally happy to go along with this. And they've yeah. created like their own little universe of in-jokes by the end. Like for some reason, the guy that plays Dennis keeps doing a very bad impression of Steven Spielberg. Yes, I was just and, like, thinking that, yeah. They've just become, like, it's become a running joke that they've just inserted into the podcast. It's really enjoyable. I, I really enjoy it, like, 10 minutes in, you'll be listening to it, and then out of nowhere, one of them going, so what did you think of this episode? And they haven't even spoke about the episode yeah. yet. They're just chatting. It's just those guys doing what they do best. It's just riffing off each other, chatting, and like I said, the episode gets touched on slightly, and then you get to reminisce about what they were going through, how they made it at the time, mm. as opposed to just, like just talking about the beat for beat, what happened in the episode. And it's like, if you're a fan of the show, it's like a must listen. I think it's like fascinating to Have listen to. Danny the reason it's, one yet. Uh, no, no, but they they've spoke the about, they've spoke about when they first, like when the studio kind of said they needed a name in the show and how they mm. recruited him and what the meeting was like and stuff like that. So it's, it's really fascinating. Here They're also it. like unusually candid about stuff. Like they yeah. talk, like the first season, they do it episode by episode. They pretty much hate every episode in the first yeah. season at this point. Like they really don't like it, and they're very like open about it. And like particularly about mistakes they've made that you know episodes that you would watch now and be like, oh, that would not get on TV now. And they're like, yeah, we understand that we make yeah. mistakes here, and like this isn't how we do things now. And you're like, that's actually really refreshing to yeah. just hear people be like, yeah, we're not mm-hmm. going to defend this. It's like, all it's about helpful. the the craft of making a comedy show is like endlessly fascinating to me as well. Like something I'd never heard before, but they said they never hire comedy directors. They never mm. want directors directing the comedy. They say, we'll do that. You just direct the action like normal and we'll add the jokes in. And yeah, I just thought there's like, a really unique take on how to make a comedy show. Especially because they've got quite a 
like set look you know they don't they yeah. use they don't try not to use like artificial lighting in most scenes and you know like they have stuff that mm-hmm. i imagine for a director would make it quite difficult so mm-hmm. you're probably trying to get in proper directors to to cope with that as opposed yeah. to other people interesting yeah. it's, it's, i'm not a uh yeah i'm not an always sunny fan i watched like the first three seasons and just it never i gave it enough time for it to realize mm. that it's not this is not clicking with me That's fair so enough. i doubt i'm gonna listen <laughs> but you know it's a good recommendation because i'd never heard of the podcast so i imagine yeah. a lot of people i mean if you're into the show it's a must and, it, and the reason i put it so high on my list is because it's like what well, my number one is on my list it's something that as soon as i got exposed to i just wanted all of it at mm. once and uh, like you know that that doesn't that doesn't always happen that often these days especially like when i was talking with hawkeye for example where i had to almost force myself through it mm-hmm. where this was the exact opposite and that's that's exactly what you want over christmas yeah Amazing. good stuff uh joe number two for you every christmas me and my family play games from the jackbox party pack games because they um, a they're amazing and b parents understand them and they understand phones well enough that they can actually play um but generally what we end up doing is always playing drawful uh you don't know jack occasionally and quiplash and like all of those ones this year i'm adding to the canon of all timers madverse city which is the one where you write raps for robots yeah that's the only one i've properly played being pissed with your parents watching them try and construct hip-hop verses is honestly one of the funniest things you can do it is amazing uh like and it's just it's such a well put together game like the Mm -hmm. way i kind of i think it's in five or six i can't remember which pack it's in um but it, it, it basically all your verses are played out by robot text to speech voices which makes it extra funny when it's like something like my brother's one of those people who will always put in something gross if he can yeah. just to shock the parents in the room uh and that kind of thing always plays well when it's in a text-to-speech voice it's just great um and uh yeah honorable mention here to second in line slightly more complicated but uh i think it's called is it champed up it's i can't remember it's about drawing champions of things Ooh, uh is i don't know that one. Oh man it's really good so basically you're given a prompt that says like draw the champion of goths and you have to draw <laughs> a little picture that represents that idea and give it a name then and everyone has that first thing but it's all different prompts then those are all mixed up and sent to other people and it says draw a competitor for this champion but it doesn't doesn't tell you what category it's from so you just get the name and the picture and you have to like mm-hmm. draw a fighter that would be able to beat them and then people vote on who wins in each category. Nice. It's fucking brilliant. Jack, how, how long does it how long does it take to get quite vicious in your house or is it like that from the get go of some of these? We're not very races? vicious. We're quite we're quite a sedate group. We're pretty chill. Okay. We're we're more in it for the comedy than for the for the barbs. Good. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. It's lovely. good stuff. That's a lovely family experience uh yeah. mine are all very solo things here <laughs> my next one is uh my number two is fable two oh, um yeah. i played fable two for the first ever time i played a, a fable game for the first ever time over christmas uh just because 
I'm very excited about what playground are going to be doing with that series and thought, do you know what? I should have some grounding in this universe if I want to do some work on it ever. So uh, I decided to play Fable 2 because that is, I believe, genuine, genuinely considered the best of the trilogy. If I, Joe, you're a Fable person. You'd agree I, there? You know you? what? I'm I'm not actually a Fable person. I just seem oh, okay. like one. I, I, I played, uh, <laughs> you seem I like played, a bit of a no. You look yeah, like a Fable. Like, you, you, you look like what happens when one of the Fable guys shits himself. <laughs> um, I've played I played Fable one multiple times. I loved Fable one back in the day. Fable two I've played mm-hmm. a bit of, and Fable three I've, I've maybe never played and only watched being played. Fair enough. So two is one mm-hmm. I've been meaning to play for a very long time. Um, I like, enjoyed properly. it, but yeah, it's. It's obviously dated. It's, I think, a 2008 game now, so mm. it's dated quite a bit. But I still had some good fun with it. And you know what? I was quite enjoying having a game that was quite old school and having not a lot to think about. You know, you think of, like, this is... It's a very loose RPG. It's more of an action mm. game, really. But, um, like, just not having a lot of things to worry about, just going from mission to mission was quite nice. <laughs> like, it was, like, it's what I needed to just relax. That and Leighton were getting me through. But, um, I also think Fable yeah, Combat just, like, really worked. Like, it's almost like brawlery combat mm-hmm. in an RPG framework. Yeah. Like, it's, it's only like really action three buttons. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I quite like You've it. You've got magic ranged melee. It was just quite simple. And,. It was genuinely funny, which is one of the mm-hmm. hardest things to do in games, I think, is make a game that is genuinely funny. And like a lot of it is very like toilet humour, but it works for some reason. And like even like the stunt casting, like Stephen Fry's character is very fun in this. Mm-hmm. And like I just had I don't know, I just had a really nice time. And it only took like nine hours. I was really thinking this would be I think in my head this was always some sort of sprawling like fantasy yes, RPG. It's really not. Oh, okay. it's, um, it's like it took me nine hours. I did some of the side stuff, not a, a ton of it, but like the main story, yeah, took nine hours. Like, and I, do you know what? I had a really good social life in it. I had a wife, two kids. <laughs> I saved them. Be- uh, my two kids, Becky and Steve. Oh, nice. <laughs> this was a very solo Christmas yeah. for you. We should have played the Jackbox Party Pack with them. What yeah. was Becky and Steve? <laughs> yeah, they would. If they saw a robot, they would have died. This is Fable World. Like, um, died on the spot, just death. Yeah, um, like yeah, my, well, like my um, baby, my little baby Becky was very upset. But I gave her a wooden toy gun, and she got very happy with that. So oh, that was good nice. news. Um, I tell you, um, the first time me and my wife tried for kids, uh, Becky popped out first time. Took nine <laughs> more times to get Steve out. Unbelievable. Oof. He was still a baby by the end of the game. He didn't even grow up. She miracle, ba- <laughs> miracle baby. Miracle Steve. Little baby Steve. He's a miracle not. baby because not only was he hard to conceive, but he literally never became anything other than a baby. <laughs> yeah. He was just a baby. And it's like, like the most boring version of Benjamin Button that's yeah. just watching a baby. Like, that never you can rename up. your children, but I thought it was quite funny that I just had a little baby called Steve. Yeah. I don't know. You, know. Good. Do you don't think baby... Like, Wait, did you did say you, you can't baby, name them in the game? You can rename them, but I just oh. left them. I oh, le- okay. like they are generate they they are they they appear with names, but you can rename them if you want. You should have like, named like them after Pokemon. your favourite football manager players, like regens, like oh, Wiggly, Wiggly Bispo, Bispo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Donovan Drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I left because I just you know because yeah, baby Steve's quite funny to me. Like if you did call your baby Steve, it would be Stephen, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. It'd be little Stephen. Like you're going little baby Steve. Mm. Uh, but there you go. Oh, I found that. I found that funny. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Fable Two on Game Pass worth worth checking out. I might check out Fable Three a bit and Fable One because there's the Fable Anniversary 
uh, versions. No, I think Fable One's a bit worth seeing. There's some good stuff in there. Like can, it, mm-hmm. it's definitely very dated, but how can it? Yeah. Like, is it? They're not like the follow direct follow-ons or anything, right? It's a no, new story every not. time. A, same world, but yeah, yeah. As far as I could tell, completely Isn't, different is, stories. Is Jack of Blades in it? I think he's in the first one. He he's wasn't the first the one. I, I didn't know whether he was like some sort of arcane threat that appeared in uh, all of no, them. Or I, I don't remember seeing him. There's this big nasty bloke called Lucian. He's the oh, bad guy. Lucian. Yeah. There we go. That's my number two, Dale. What was yes. number one? So, if the Beatles Get Back had come out a little mm-hmm. bit later, it would be my Christmas number one because it was probably <laughs> my most favourite thing I saw this year. But the dessert to the meal was McCartney 321 on Disney Plus, which I decided to put on because I was in a Beatles hole after watching Get Back. And it was about six hours long, I think, something like that. And I blasted through that pretty much in two evenings. Like, I found it endlessly fascinating. I've already waxed lyrical about (laughs) the Beatles, Get Back. It's very much more of that sort of stuff, but this is extra fascinating for anyone who's ever played music or studied music or anything like that because producer Rick Rubin is there as well. And he's got all the stems from like the eight tracks and the four tracks and they're fading up and down tracks and just listening to certain instruments and talking oh, that about that. Sounds them. great. It's fantastic. It's so good. Listening to like, okay, this is the bass in while my guitar gently beats. Why does it sound like that? And Paul McCartney's like, this is what we were doing. This is how we tried new things. And I was basically copying this. And then I took this and then the, breaking down each instrument and every now and again they just push all the mixing board up and they just sit there both like dancing and grooving to the songs <laughs> and it's just like so wholesome to watch and if you like get back it's definitely you should watch this as someone that. who doesn't care too much about the beatles i respect mm-hmm. the beatles i like the beatles i just don't care about them all right don't jump on me that's all right. uh, this actually sounds more interesting to me it's really good and yeah. you get some wings as well if you oh want. yeah yeah he just he doesn't just do beatles songs he does paul <laughs> mccartney's further catalogue if you're interested in that or not that's debatable but. does he do uh, that destiny song he wrote no, I don't. Does he do Meet Free Mondays? <laughs> he no, does he not do Meet. He just imagine it. Oh, he, 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 just, he just he just fades up his clicks. Yeah. <laughs> just... And uh, yeah, Rick Rubin's just like. And why did you make the choice to do sort of like a, a Bayesian accent? <laughs> what, what, was, what was that? that uh, hey, don't question him. I'm sure he had his reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, bizarre. Um, yeah, yeah, that is an incredible series. Like you said, it's on, it's on Disney Plus. It's only like six. 25 minute episodes oh is that all it was it felt i thought it was longer than that but yeah i blasted yeah. through it so quickly almost so mm. quickly that i kind of want to watch it again to mm. appreciate I, I it a bit more bits, but like mm-hmm. like you i was in a beatles hole yeah so uh i've i've emerged in the new year from the beatles hole and now yeah elsewhere in my <laughs> mind um joe what was what's number one on your list number one for me is a game called unavowed which Ooh. i had never heard of before this holiday but i again an honorable mention i'll mention now i played a game called if on a winter's night for travelers which is an like an anthology horror story point and click adventure it's free on steam i thought it was really really good i saw john ingold who heads up inkle and is one of my favorite game developers (laughs) said it was his game of the year so i was like right i'll try that out takes like two hours if that um and i just blasted through it i thought it was brilliant and i was like right i want another sort of murky point-and-click adventure. So I looked it up and found this game called Unavowed, which is by a studio called Wadjai, who have made a name for making, like, old-school point-and-click adventures in the last few years. I'm in. And I think about, like, seven or eight years ago, maybe, 
I played a couple of their games, Resonance and Gem- Gemini Rue. And at the time, I was like, this studio is fucking amazing. I'm just going to play everything they make. And just forgot um, <laughs> and didn't play anymore. And it was, I think it was because I was just getting into the industry at the time. And I just had to concentrate on loads of other stuff. So I just never got back to them. And so went back, tried this Unavowed, which came out a few years ago, but came out latterly on Switch, which is where I played it. And just absolutely loved it. It's a point-and-click adventure where you play a character who was possessed by a demon a year before and wakes up. The start of the game is you waking up during an exorcism Mm -hmm. by essentially a supernatural police force called the Unavowed. And you're in like a noiry New York and you get exorcised and then they're like, you've been causing fucking terror in New York for the last year. <laughs> and oh, everyone thinks you did it. You, the, Your only hope, really, to survive and not go to jail is to join us and we'll keep you safe, but you have to help us investigate your crimes as a demon. Um, and then it's just like, it's essentially six separate cases that you go on, all interlinked, where you meet characters and stuff. The really interesting part about it is it's a point and click where the puzzles are kind of there, but they're basically perfunctory. And what it actually is, is sort of a secret Bioware game. So it's very narrative and choice focused. And it's about, it's as much about your interactions with characters and how you solve things with which characters as anything else. Okay. It's like, so you've got a choice of, I think it's four characters by the end but you can only ever bring two with you on a case. And which ones you bring will change how you solve that case based on their different abilities. So, like, one's really agile, one's a spirit medium, one is literally a fire mage. Um, Like, so you've got this kind of wild, weird set of people. And it's just, like, nicely voice acted, really interestingly written. I've seen people have a bit of a problem with the ending. I kind of liked it, but it's, you know, it's quite fantasy Mm -hmm. tropey. There is a... Uh, there's there's some great story twists and like yeah there's just really good stuff in there and i it was just such a massive surprise and i'd not heard people talk about it i was um, like yeah this is fucking brilliant i'm looking at it now yeah. I'm, I'm i'm into it i'm i think i might play it like it's, you said it looks yeah it looks a little like the outside of like a broken sword that's what like I was thinking, x-files yeah. themed almost like, yeah yeah and it's not and it's not massive it doesn't take it would take you about eight hours maybe that if that um and it's just mm-hmm. like I just found it like such a pleasant distraction over Christmas and just like such a good set of stories. Mm-hmm. And again, Monster of the Weeky stuff. Like every case is interlinked into the thing, but it's self-contained. It's like you start here, you have to stay here till you solve it. You'll get a nice little nice little payoff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good stuff, man. But cool. does it have a little hamster you can make run around to lose weight? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, well, so what's the point? What is it on? Is it just on PC or is PC it on, and Switch? On Switch. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, it's on Mac as well. Oh, and Mac. Yeah. Ooh, that's um, a, a yeah. lovely surprise. It's good, man. I really liked it. I do like a good little hidden nugget from Joe. Mm-hmm. There we go. Joe's hidden nuggets. Joe's Get on my nuggets. My number one may not come as a surprise if you know my uh, affections for a certain film called Moana, but my number one is Encanto, mm. which is oh my. the latest. Disney Lin Manuel Miranda mashup. Um, it's just such a joy. It's kind of like the spiritual successor to Moana in my head. Once again, just incredible songs from Lin Manuel Miranda. He is very good at making catchy music. I mean, it's 
I think prolific is the word we can now use for him <laughs> <laughs> non-stop. Um, but yeah, it's just so much fun. It's ridiculously colourful. Like, if you don't know what the story is, it's, it's set in Colombia and it follows this girl Mirabelle, who's part of a family. And everyone in this family, apart from her, has gifts that have been given to them by this magical candle basically that was found a few decades ago so she's the only person in this family who doesn't have a gift and like these gifts are basically superpowers like one person has super strength one person's a shapeshifter one person could just kind of conjure flowers from nowhere like it's all these abilities and basically one day she has this vision that the candle's gonna go out and she basically has to in her own head stop this from happening and it's just it's kind of like you know it's a classic disney trope like it's not the most revolutionary story in the world you know exactly what you're going to get you're going to get the emotional denouement you're going to get incredible songs amazing animation the hair in this is ridiculous um but yeah i just i watched it about a week ago and i've kind of want to watch it again every day since i might even watch it later who knows like it's only 90 minutes as well which is fantastic you can just put it on basically a couple of albums in a row. That's all it takes. I, I, I loved Encanto. And I think everyone would love Encanto. I think you'd have to have a heart of stone if you didn't like Encanto. I've really but there you go. stopped watching Pixar and Disney animated stuff in the last few years. And I don't know why. Mm. I'd like, I never watched Toy Story 4. I oh, saw Soul. Luca. You watch never Luca? watched Luca. That was really good. Never watched Onward. Never watched Encanto. Well, I haven't watched Encanto. Like, have you seen Moana? I have seen Moana. Um, okay. But like, yeah, it's a, for some reason it's just completely fallen off my radar in the last few years. I'd probably need to do yeah, like a binge where I just like, weep for an entire day. I feel some like they're of them not doing haven't been as strong anymore. They're not. Is that right? Um, Luca was straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, wasn't it? It feels uh, like Soul was Christmas Day last year. Straight. To that Disney was straight Plus. to Disney Plus. I, I don't yeah, know if that's yeah. just pandemic or new strategy or. I what. think it's pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if Encanto I think Encanto is in cinemas at the same time as it's on Disney Plus um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I watched it on Disney Plus yeah I, I would I can't recommend this enough it's so much fun just so nice um, looking forward to those it. are all our lists that took a little longer than I thought but have we got any quick honourable mentions that people want to I've got those. Um, yeah I've got a few <laughs> you got um, quick ones? Gonna... I've got a quick one I finally started watching Succession I just finished season one last oh. night what a show cannot wait yeah. to start watching the rest of it but everyone's already spoke about that so not yeah, that fun. it's good, isn't it? Um, so, Resident Evil, Welcome to Ra- Raccoon City. Don't watch Resident Evil, Ra- Welcome to Raccoon <laughs> City. Uh, I want to also play through Dead Space 1 and 2 in their entirety. Oh, Christmas, Merry Christmas. Which, look, brilliant. <laughs> like, Dead Space 2 is, like, proper underrated, I feel like. It's a fantastic game. Like You said it was, was better than Resi 4. I, I truly believe that. Like, I know, I'm well aware it stands on its shoulders. I, you know, obviously it's mm. heavily inspired, but I think it takes it to the next level. I think some of the action sequences are fantastic. They just, I love more than anything, just the presentation of Dead Space, like mm. the way the world mm. looks, the way the UI is built or lack of UI, I should say. And the sound is incredible. Yeah, I'm a big fan. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's basically it. There you go. Joe, you said you had loads. Here we go. Wheel of Time, finished it. Shite. Absolute <laughs> bollocks. Uh, cannot believe how bad that show ended up being. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine. Brilliant. Can't believe I hadn't played it before. Really excited about the second one. Uh, un- unpacking, I thought was lovely, but ultimately quite that. boring. 
Um, I didn't actually enjoy playing Unpacking. I enjoyed the story. No, it's not much of a game, is it? It's it's, it's got a nice little story. I just thought there'd be more puzzle to it. It's not much puzzle. Mm -hmm. Um, No. Weirdly, I watched One Hour Photo for the first time. Oh, Never seen that. Very good. <laughs> I actually <laughs> really liked it. Yeah, it's I a thought, good film. Yeah. I thought people yeah. thought, for some reason I had it in my head that people were like, oh, it's just sort of like also ran oh, trash. I really like it. I thought it was really fun. Also, I had the really weird experience of, for some reason, I was choosing between that and Choke, the uh, Sam Rockwell <laughs> film based on Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> and I realised that Choke was directed by Clark Gregg, who plays Agent Coulson. So all the way through, I was like, ah. Oh, isn't it weird that Agent Coulson directed Choke? And I just sort of had it in the back of my head. Then he turns up in one-hour photo as one of the policemen. It's really strange. <laughs> oh, anyway. Freaky. Uh, I played uh, Football Manager 2022. I thought I was out. Oh, I'm back in. I, I, played, yeah, I played a ton as well. Yep. I've played two seasons as Blackburn. Got him into the Premier League. I know you've I'm also f- been playing Blackburn. Yeah, I'm Krupa four seasons me. in as Blackburn. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was nice. Uh, we're not bringing back It's Football Day. Please don't but ask. I, I have signed Pats and Dacker and he's banging them in. Oh, so that's lovely. lovely. Um, <laughs> and finally, I just this is slightly afterwards, so it didn't quite make the actual list. But uh, I played these three games by a guy called Tim Scheinman. Cardi, and actually, Dale, I think you'd both really like these games. Um, he's an indie developer, and he makes essentially what are like riffs on Obra Dinn and her story. But just about music, and like it's all music he composes. So the first one is called Family, and it's basically he invents a fake scene of 80s pop musicians in London and creates this whole like backstory for all the different band members. And you listen to their music and listen to and like read through um, interviews and stuff they've done. And just put them on a family tree of all these bands that turned into other bands that turned into other bands okay. over the course of this oh. pop scene. And it's okay. literally just one screen and you just do that. Then he iterated on that and made a game called Rivals, which I think is fucking amazing. Which is the same idea, except you're putting together the chapter headings of a book about these two guys that started a band that was essentially like Wilco or like one of those alt country bands. Mm. Mm-hmm. Split up and made two bands and had, like, a rivalry for about ten years. And you're essentially putting together a biography of these two guys by listening to their music, uh, which is all, like, really good alt-country music written by one man but performed by loads of people. Uh, Listening to interviews and reading, like, bits of correspondence that either they or other people have sent about them, and you you have to work out what order their history went in and put them in in chapters. That's mad. It's fucking brilliant. And then the third one is weirder called Echo Beach, which is a game set in like 15 or 20 years time in the UK and the government has banned music and you play a character who is essentially a government agent trying to find secret musicians and put them in jail (laughs) by going on the internet and they all use pseudonyms and swap music on there. So you have to listen to their music and read their conversations over the internet and work out their real identities uh, based on clues they give in their own music. And then okay. that it works like that. All three of them are really fucking clever. I love that Oprah Din is, and her story are like inspiring new games. And yeah. if you're into music, like it's genuinely fascinating listening to one person compose like 16 different genres of music in one game. Amazing. And then it's fucking brilliant. It's I'm, so I'm definitely good. into that. I, that I cool. will 100% 
check that out. Yeah, I, but, I want more Obridin likes. I'm, I do understand it's very hard to make a game yeah. the quality of the but ge- Obridin. <laughs> genuinely, try try Family. It's free. It's on itch. Mm-hmm. You can play it in your browser if you want to. I think. Um, and it takes like an hour, and I think it's really, really smart. And then if you like that, yes. just move up through his stuff. But Rivals really is the one where I was like, this is mad. He's made up not just a band and their music, but like their entire history over 20 years. Like, it's That's fucking crazy. incredible. It's so cool. Amazing. I'll check that out. Mine, uh, a little less niche, my uh, honourable mentions. For Christmas, I got the 4K Blu-ray of Terminator 2. Ooh. Oh, that was, a good, that was a good treat to watch yeah. the last week. Um I've historically not been a massive Terminator fan, but rewatching Terminator Two, I'm finally ad- finally admitting it to myself. Yeah, this is this is banging. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, this remaster in 4K looks incredible as well. I can't tell you how shiny Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> looks during that pool scene right at the start. He, oh, if, if he did sweat, you'd see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's that's a good film, isn't it? The yeah. music's good, isn't it? Um, good. Yeah, if you didn't know Terminator 2 is good, there's a recommendation. Um, <laughs> another one was I rewatched Series 1 of American Vandal, which came out a few years oh, ago. Yeah. It's still amazing. I kind of forgotten most of the twists and turns. Um, if you don't, if you didn't watch American Vandal before, it's kind of, it's a mockumentary that came out at the same time as the height of like Making a Murderer, and it's very much that style. It's, it's made by Netflix. But it's a better story than Making a Murderer. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Like, Obviously, it's this is mockumentary, it's fictional, but it's all about who painted these 20 um, spray paint uh, dicks yeah. on teachers' cars in a parking lot at school. And it's just got some incredible moments, some great twists. I think we've mentioned before, the like they spend a whole episode piecing together the events of a party via like mobile phone footage and stuff (laughs) it's 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 if you haven't watched american band i feel like it's been buried and forgotten in the last couple of years but genuinely one of the best things on netflix season two good not as good i can't even remember what season two is about what was it it's the it yeah it's about someone basically um in a cafeteria, like either like spike the food or something, so everyone just had diarrhea oh, yes. in the school. Yes, I do. But do they that. call it the browning or the brown, oh, <laughs> yes, the brown out or the brown out, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's <laughs> it's a bit childish, but it's it's very good stuff. And yeah, my season last one is definitely mention, way better. Yeah, You're right. the dip, my so. last honorable mention goes to Don't Look Up, which sadly I didn't really like that much. Mm. Uh, I love Adam McKay stuff, like from Anchorman. To the Big Short is one of my absolute favourite films. Vice, I even really liked quite a bit, but Don't Look Up just didn't work for me. I know what it was going for, a hundred percent. Like I got the message very clearly. I just didn't find it very fun or funny, which is a shame because that's one of the most ridiculous casts ever yes. put together. And it just, it just didn't. Like they're all fine, but yeah, it just didn't. I just, I just didn't find it funny, which was a shame. And I get that this one more than any other of his films maybe isn't trying to be a comedy outright as such, but I felt like it still had to be entertaining, which I didn't really find it, yeah. which is a shame. I need to but watch there it. There we go. I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little bit too long. So anyway, those are that's everything we did over the past like three weeks. Why don't you let us know? You know, what's the best thing you got for Christmas this year? That's what I want to know. What's the best Christmas present you got? Send it to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. And now, it's been a few weeks since we had one of these. A quick little Ooh. endless search. Oh! Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm the 
guns and tools. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and tools. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is it in the search? We're gonna do a quick, endless search of the Metacritic game. So I've got five topics here, a mixture of films and games, and okay. I basically want you, Adele and Joe, to find between you the highest Metacritic, not between you, against each yeah. other mm. even, the highest Metacritic score for each of these topics. Love it. So the first one, I want the highest scoring game on Metacritic you can think of, and it's a game where you play as a child, and that child has to be 16 or under. Oh, okay. that, that is the rules. Got one. Six. Okay. Jo- well, Joe's Joe's got one. He okay. So first. I'm I'm kind of. St- how long do I get to think? Do I just just Joe get yeah, to I'll go? I'll give you a few seconds. I'll give you a few seconds because I'm stuck um, where they're like. What are the parameters of the word child? Sixteen and under. I said no. I mean, 16. like human being. <laughs> is Sonic the Hedgehog a child? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> No, Tails is a no. child. Is Link? Is Link a child? Young Link Link's is. Yeah. Is he? Because he's like. Are they? Sick? I'd have to do some research if they were. A hundred percent. Young Link is a child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. that but, gives um, you two pretty good games, which <laughs> yeah, I'm very annoyed right? about. Yeah. But I'm sticking with my original okay, just because right. okay. I'm an Jen, honourable what, what man. Your, what is yours? Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Okay, oh, I thought you might go for that. Yeah. Uh, let me if you haven't heard me say it before, not? one of the best games of its generation. Play it. It's fucking incredible. Easily. I am not sure which games have Young Link. <laughs> but I think Wind Waker, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's a Young Link. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'm not going to look up how old is Link. In, in, in He's in definitely Link. young to 16. He's, he lives with his grandma. <laughs> okay. Also, the fact that you didn't choose Ocarina of Time is absolutely insane. <laughs> but I wasn't sure if he was a kid. And I like, I'm just thinking of art styles. That's he's Young Link like... at the start, and then you get the time travel bit, uh, and it becomes so, yeah. Brothers Tell of Two Sons, a 90. Ooh, that is really high. Mama. Mama. Wind Waker, 96. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would have gone for The Last of Us, because you do play as Ellie. So it's one point to Dale with a little bit of help, shall we say, from uh, from Joe. There. A kind help. And we didn't get an answer whether Sonic is a child or not. He's, uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I would clarify it to human. Is Link a human or is he? That's what. That's the one my whole concern was. Like, he's, is Link what, a human? He's, a, he's human enough. Because he's yeah, a boy or whatever. Yeah. Second one is I want the highest Metacritic, sc- Metacritic score for a Denny Villeneuve film. Oh, okay. There's not many to choose from. But Dale's going one? first, right? Yeah, Dale gets first dibs on this one. I've got. I think I. I think I know the right answer, but I'm not sure. Oh God, I'm not 100 percent of one of them. This film, I'm doubting myself. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going I'm to say Blade Runner 2049 only because I'm not. A million percent sure that Prisoners is a Denny Villeneuve film. It is. It is. Fuck well, I wasn't going to choose it. You can have it if you want. Okay, Prisoners. Let's do that. I'm going <laughs> Sicario because I think that was pretty much critic. But I mean, yeah, Prisoners only has a seventy. What? Critic, which is that's low. That that's mad. I don't like that. They Love find that it film. too dark. It's incredible. I didn't follow that critical reception. I just everyone I know um, thinks it's brilliant. Denny Villeneuve, Sicario. Is an eighty-two, Ooh. so that is his highest-scoring film. That's what I thought. 
Blade Runner and Arrival both have 81, but Sicario has an 82. June, Blade Runner has an 81. I thought that was way more mixed. Mm. Nah, there we go. I think because a lot of people loved it, like us, do you give mm. it like a 10, so that weighs it. Uh, mm. But yeah, there we go. Uh, Sicario wins it. It's one all. Yes. The next one is, I want a game with turn-based combat. Mm. Okay. I've got uh, that. Does that... What are, what are we talking about? Uh, active time battles as well? <laughs> That's turn-based, I will, mate. I will count it. As long as yeah, you're taking turns. So Final Fantasy Seven. Wait, hang okay. on. Did I get to go first on the last one? Yeah. yeah. Busted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I consider... Well, it has to be is Final Fantasy VII actually going to be on there? I hope it is. Oh, it's had re-releases. Uh, that's a good question. Me, uh... Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. So let me make sure Final Fantasy VII, the original, is on Tactics here. is a good shout. Mm. I never was into it, but I remember it scoring quite highly across the board. People love it. Let me just game, yeah. find yeah. Final Fantasy VII on Metacritic, the original. Because... Uh, uh, uh... Okay, yeah, I found it. So, sorry, you want... What was yours there, Dave? Tactics. You want Tactics. Final Fantasy. Ta- is that just Final Fantasy Tactics 1, not uh, uh, any of the others? Yes, just the original. Just the original one. Okay. Final Fantasy 7 on the PlayStation 1, the original, is a 92 on Metacritic. PlayStation Tactics, uh, PlayStation Tactics, Final <laughs> Fantasy Tactics is an eighty-three. <sighs> so uh, there we go. Um, getting it there is Joe. I would. Uh, I don't know why I'm joining it. Saying this is what I would have gone for, but I like doing it. <laughs> I probably would have gone Persona Five Royal. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a good. Shot. I was thinking Chrono Trigger as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. another good shot. Number four ties into something we were talking about earlier: a Pixar film. What is the highest scoring Pixar film? On oh, my God. Dale's going first as well. There's a lot. Like, I don't There's know what I choose for this one. I know, There's straight off. I'm stuck between two. I'm going to go Finding Nemo. But my Ooh. other one was Wally, what I was thinking. I'm going Ooh. Toy Story 2. Oh, Toy Story 2. Versus Finding Nemo. I mean, I think Toy Story 2 is far superior. Uh, <laughs> me. But this isn't my... Uh, it wouldn't be much of a game if we were just asking me. But... Right, Finding Nemo has a 90 on Metacritic. Okay. Fair play. Toy Story 2, 88. Ooh, what? That's Snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Swap those around. Out Two of curiosity, what was Wally? Wally. I feel like that would be lower. Would it not? I feel like it's got a really good critical reception when you get Ooh, 95. There you go. Ah, <laughs> I, I think okay. Wally's still the best, personally. It's up there. Oh, there, there's a lot of good ones, aren't there? Mm-hmm. They are good. Right, two all. Going this the last one. Ooh. It's a game, and I want any game with the name of a place in its name. It doesn't have to be a real Ooh. place. The name of a place. Good category, Cardi. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, and I hate you. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> um, I don't know. The more you think about it, there's more. There's lots. It just doesn't have to be a real place. Um, yeah, but now, yeah. 
I want to acknowledge that I wish it was FIFA 98 Road to the France World Cup, <laughs> but it's not. Honestly, I'm struggling to get Tokyo Drift out of my mind right now. <laughs> that's not a game. Did they make a game of Tokyo Drift? No, but know. that's all I can think of right now. Um, uh, it is Joe to go first as well. Yeah, I'm struggling. Oh, I've got one. I've got one, actually. One I think you're going to kick yourself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the thing is, I've got two, and I think they're both middling answers. <laughs> Mine is definitely middling as well. I think I'm going to need an answer from you. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to say GTA London. Oh, I think it's quite... I said it didn't need to be a real place. Oh, I didn't actually hear you say that. No, it did not need to be a real place. Fuck it, I'm sticking with it. GTA All, I can, think, all I can think <laughs> okay. of is real place ones as well. Exactly, good. Uh, we'll go for, it's okay. retrospectively okay. Well, on the real Virginia. place. Virginia. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say all the things you could have had. Okay. Um, We're in the hot like seat, Cardi. Sa- We've done it's quite a Vice, Like Vice City. Yeah, but um, we didn't, I didn't hear that, so... <laughs> You, I thought this was a better question. I said it like it three times. To be fair, I heard it and I still didn't think of that. So <laughs> I'm the idiot. Okay, let me try. Is GTA London even? I can't even find it on. It was. It's PS One. It might not be on there. I've got a. I've got a bad place name replacement. If you want one as well. Oh no, I've got. I've got the PSP one. Is that it? No, I was thinking PS One. I'll give you a different game replacement. Game. Yeah, give me a different game. Uh, along me and Dale's chosen lines of this yeah. this round, driver <laughs> San Francisco. There we go. We love that. But I think I've got a mixed critical reception. Yeah. So, uh, which platform? Uh, I don't remember what its original platform was. PC, PS3, Xbox 360, or Wii. Let's yeah. go 360. People love yeah, the 360. Probably the best. Cool. Um, and yours was Virginia. Yeah. Which I feel like people liked. Really yeah. Um, again, what um people what don't like platform you, you can have PS4, PC, or Xbox One. PC. That's the worst choice you could have made. Oh. Made it easier for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Driver San Francisco is an eighty on is Metacritic. It? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I high. thought that was going to be much lower. Uh, Virginia is a 74. If you nah. had said Xbox there, I think you would have got an 80 as well. So we oh. didn't need another round of that, so that's fine. <laughs> Joe wins. What's uh, the best what cracking game? What's the best real place name one you can think of, Carly? Real place that's name? Yeah. San Andreas, would maybe? You count, would you count New Vegas? That is Las Vegas, but uh, it's New Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would have accepted it for chutzpah reasons. <laughs> it is meant to be the real Las Vegas in it, so I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Real ones. <laughs> I thought just what what was the highest one we can think of. So I said San Andreas. I mean, I would have gone yeah, but San Andreas or Vice yeah. City probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of good games in the world. If you didn't know, uh, <laughs> great. We go. Um, who's got some uh, feedback? I've got some feedback. I got some from Tom Meadows, and he says, "Doc Hunt." Hope everyone had a great Christmas break. Hello. I'd like to give you an I know I'm not the target demographic, but I love it anyway award this year. This is to play off the back of the alternate awards. Uh, A close runner up was the cartoon Bluey, a kid's animation made in Australia about a family of dogs. It's probably the best made kids program going with humour for all ages and a lot of heartwarming stuff too. Never heard of that. You heard of Bluey? I've heard loads of people talking about Bluey recently. Yeah, I've not watched it, but I have heard that it's 
very good for what is meant to be a children's TV okay. show. Uh, my winner, however, is Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. It's another animated series set during the events of the two most recent Jurassic films, and it's absolutely thrilling. I know it again. I know it again is targeted at kids, but it really captures the spirit of the first Jurassic Park film with equal parts amazement and terror. Keep up the good work. Also, congratulations to Joe on his engagement and Jesse on being young. Lots of love, yeah, Tom that's, Meadows. That's big news for Jesse. Yeah, good <laughs> yeah. he's still um, young. Have you guys watched Camp Cretaceous? No, I haven't. I, but I've, again, I've heard good things. That yeah, it's fun. I've always thought it looked rubbish. I didn't realise yes. people liked it. I watched one episode of it and I was like, mm, not sure to be honest. But who knows? Must be good. A little look. Tom likes it. For certain. For certain. Absolutely. Good stuff. Uh, is it me next? Yes, yes, I've got a piece of feedback here from Mike Hyam. He says, hi, guys and girls. After listening to Jesse talk about how much fun Resi 4 in VR was, I decided to get it for myself. All I can say is, wow, yes, it's the nuts. <laughs> a long-running complaint about VR has been there's lots of short, fun experiences available, like boxing and dancing, but very few full-fledged games. Not the sort you get on console or PC, anyway. Resi 4 in VR seems to show that uh, that can change in the future. So my question, what other console or PC games would you love to see get the Resi 4 treatment in VR? Be down with the sea. <laughs> Dale's going to say Dead Space. I absolutely was going to say Dead <laughs> that Space. That would be horrible. Too specifically, I like horrible. It's fine. <laughs> Give it to me. Um, I want Beatles rock band. Warriors. Dynasty Warriors with waves and waves of them running out. It would be great. All you have to do is stand still and just hit people into the air a thousand times. Did this ever exist? Maybe it existed as a demo. Was there ever a time when Rock Band or Guitar Hero made a VR No, I think so. Or no. a little... Yeah, people I love mean, Beat Saber. Well, that would be great. Yeah, it's like Beat Saber, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Um, Fuser that, as well. Just, yeah. If you could do Fuser in VR and be actually swapping the things, that would be really that good. That could be the revival the uh, the uh, plastic uh, guitars need. Imagine Beatles rock band, but you're in the Beatles. Um, unfortunately, harmonics now just make music yeah. for Fortnite. <laughs> for, so yeah. I actually thought about playing Beatles rock band again the other day. But, yeah. the, the, but I've got it somewhere. The okay. art, the art style is very like simple cartoonified right so it'd be kind of weird yeah. to be in that world to be fair i think it'd probably uh, be better like vr wise though that's good like i want to see the... the pause on john lennon's nose i want to be i want to be in there this is a very them. different game you want to be in his <laughs> nose <laughs> yeah. no, i want to be in ringo's nose that's the in way, that's john the lennon's event. nose the blockbuster first game from tales <laughs> right i think i choose something pleasant like that i don't want to be in dead space i'd like, love that brilliant <laughs> like he's just talking about resident evil 4 it's the same sort of style like right? it's horrible yeah, again i don't want to do that <laughs> fear yeah. it's, it's powerful stuff mate Get involved. It's, the mind, it's the mind killer <laughs> yeah. um joe what have, what have, a last piece of feedback i've got this from jeff smith hey what's up guys so lately i've been addicted to these youtube videos from food insider should mm. be from ign <laughs> UK versus US fast food and snacks. All right, I'm back in. <laughs> food Insider, UK and US fast food and snacks. One of the latest episodes was Walkers versus Lays. There's only one winner there. Yeah. Towards the end, they showed some of the very exclusive crisps. <laughs> I've changed it to crisps, not chips. Very exclusive chips in UK from Walkers, Watsits, Quavers, Squares. 
and my favourite looking, Monster Bunch, all <laughs> in capital letters. I respect that from Jeff. Uh, I was thinking about ordering some to the US. So my question is, out of these four, are any of them good? Yeah. And if so, which should I order? Thanks, oh, Jeff. So respect the seat. This, this, is a, this is key stuff for us. Yeah. I think this is good content. This is heartland content I, for the IGN <laughs> so we've got, podcast. We've got What's It's, Quavers, <laughs> Squares, and Monster Months. I can easily say now, Quavers, bottom of that barrel. What? Yeah. No, I'd put What's It's at the bottom. Well, no, so Quavers the problem is nah. that What's It's I like, but the US has Cheetos, which are 100%. a better What's It. They, they, they okay. have so many variations of that style I as mean, well. Can we at least say we're all in agreement here it's between Squares and Monster Munch? Well, the thing is, I think Monster Munch are the most interesting, but yes, I don't actually too. like them. I don't like don't, eating Monster Munch. See, pickled onion Monster Munch is what you want, really. Oh, I like beef. <laughs> that sounded like you weren't talking about Monster Munch. You were just talking about yeah, yeah, just the talking food about stuff, meat beef. in general. <laughs> no, beef flavored uh, Monster Munch is uh, delicious. I like, pickled, I, I like the salt and vinegar squares. I feel like you get they're a lot more. So of salty as well. Like they're prop- yeah. That's the thing about the squares is they're an, they're an actual assault. Yeah, on your gums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite crunchy as well. They might take you by surprise. Um, mm. I know what you mean there. Yeah, a what's I do like a what's it, but you've already got Cheo, so why do you yeah. need what's it? Yeah, and also um, like walkers are great, but they have already got lays, which is basically yeah. the same thing as well. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we're saying Monster Munch is they're the most individual. <laughs> this is it, Jeff. You should get Monster Munch because you you don't have crisps like this. Yeah. Can I introduce? <laughs> can I introduce a wild card? Yeah, assuming that they don't have it in America. Transformer snacks. I haven't oh, had so a Transformer I've... snack. <laughs> Maybe ever. What? <laughs> like, they're from so long like, ago. They're like yeah. the Space Raiders, aren't they? Yeah. yeah the ones where you, you can make a little Transformer, yeah. put I wheels on I, it. I don't think they actually taste very good. Oh, uh, what, my suggestion was going to be, and I know Joe about me up here, nice and spicy knickknacks. Oh, uh, yes. Get some. Yeah, that's the thing. If you want yeah. if you want a Cheeto uh, taker on her, get nice yeah. and spicy or ribbon saucy knickknacks. Don't get the scampy ones. No, do not get scampy knickknacks. Um, and, uh, and Skips. Uh, skips are on the other side. Not super. Skips. Int- uh, skips are better than quavers and have a similar melty mm. vibe. <laughs> I would also say, uh, if we want a wild card of wild cards, get yourself some slabs. I still <laughs> love the slab. I haven't had one in in years now. No uh, slabs. If you don't remember, are very thick, normal crisps, and that's yeah. the that's the entirety of their thing. They're just thick. They will break slab. your face. Yeah. Good um, stuff. Yeah, there we go. As as usual, always gotta get some crisps in there. Yeah. Good stuff. A nice a nice short one to start the year off there. Um <laughs> but you know, people I'm sure I'm saying like people have missed this. It's like, there has been an episode every week, we've just not recorded one in three weeks. I've missed it. There we go. I barely po- yeah. I barely podcasted last month. The alternative awards oh. I think was my only one. So I'm very happy there to be go. back on a normal episode. We scratched we're your back itch. and and we're better than ever. Bring Damn it right. on. It's the firm, baby. <laughs> Uh, and you even got one minute of full manager chat. So what, what more do you need? There you need go. Right. Got your film. What music should we? Have? Oh, it's got to be a bit of Encanto, hasn't it? Now, now I said for it. it. Or is there any? Unless anyone's got anything nah, against it, you go I'm for it. Mate. Encanto, do it. Love it. Let's do it. Goodbye. Sweet dreams. Cousin Dolores can hear a pin drop. Camilo shaves. Chef Antonio gets his gift today. My older sisters, Isabella and Lisa. One strong, one graceful, perfect in every way. Throws a flower, the town goes wild. She's a perfect golden child. And we're super strong, the beauty and the grandeur, no wrong.
life in the family Madrigal Whoa. Now you know the family Madrigal Whoa. Where all the people are fantastical and magical Whoa. That's who we are in the family Madrigal Adios Hey there, this is Justin Bartha I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts With actors like Louis Black I'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale You can eat it or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.